before we get into the Word, get our hearts and our minds prepared. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Say, the Lord is, the Lord is working, on my heart, working on my heart, helping me, helping me getting me getting into the place that I need to be. I came today prepared to hear what the Word has for me. I'm being transformed by the renewing of my mind. Now, how many of you brought your Bibles today? Let's pick up our Bibles. Say, this is my Bible. I am who it says I am. I can do what this Bible says I can do. Today, I'm being transformed by the renewing of my mind. I will never be the same again. I'm going up. I'm growing up. And I'm living on top of the barrel. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all may be seated. Come on, we're just going from victory to victory. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? We're going from victory to victory. We're not, we, we're not staying the same way we came in. It, it's so important that every time you come to church, you say, I'm, I'm getting on the victory side. I'm living on the victory side. We talked about last week, we talked so much about our, our words and the importance of our words. And how many of you know that, that just because you get... And here's the thing, you know. Uh, we didn't give you one witness. We didn't give you two witnesses. We gave you, we probably gave at the toilet at the end, of the, we gave you ten witnesses. And how many know there's so much more? How much you know the Bible has so much more to talk about how you and I speak about our natural life? Amen. But without further delay, let's open our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It's so important that every time we get, we get here into the body of Christ that we just step into what God has for you and I. Amen. You get, to, uh, you get there yet? 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. Amen. He says, and Paul writes here, he says this, he says this, he says, my speech, my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. There's many people out there today whose, whose faith is in men. You hear what I'm saying? Their faith is in men. Their, their faith is in the writings. Their faith is in the teachings. And, or their, 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 their faith is within their denominational group. They're within the tenets of that group. They're, that's what their faith is in. Or, or just, just things that have nothing to do with the Bible. Like, like they'll just believe things that, are just, that aren't there. But because the group believes it, that's what they believe. But here's something I want to make sure that's very important to you. That, you're, that we are, our, our faith is not to be in the men themselves. Because you know men will let you down. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're born again, if you've been a Christian, if you, you'll see people coming and going in churches. You know, you'll see come, someone who comes up hot for the Lord. And next thing you know, they go back into the, they go, they may go back into the old world. And if your faith is in that person, then how many of you know that you're, and, and people, it's going to be like this all your life. And some people, you know, they have pastors or, or, or people who maybe have been in the ministry and they leave, maybe that person gets kind of goofy and, and just starts doing things they shouldn't be doing, living a certain way they shouldn't be living. And then next thing you know, they stop coming to church. Why? Because their faith was in the wisdom of these people. But not us. Not you. Our faith is not in what Pastor Marcus and Melina does. Our faith is in who? God. Right? See, if your faith is in God, you'll never be disappointed. If your faith is in God, you'll never be let down. If, if you truly are connected, as you say, you're connected to the God. Yeah. Your faith won't be in, in, in because, you know, people will let you down. Yeah. 
Maybe you'll see me have a bad hair day. I know it's hard to believe. Being to have all my hair still. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All glory be to him. Come on. Right? So if you're not looking at Pastor Marcus, and what if Pastor Marcus was to blow it? What if Pastor Melina were to blow it? And she had a bad hair day. What are you going to do then? You're going to pick up your marbles and go to the neck down the street and, and stop going to church because, you know, Pastor Melina did happen to walk by and she looked at me funny. Well, she looks at everybody funny. So that's just, that's just, just, be, just be okay with that, you know? I've, there's been times I watch people, had so much on my mind, people look at me and I'm like, I, I, I am, my focus is on the message and my focus isn't really on what's going on around me. And, and I, I'm telling you right now, if your heart is not set and steady on the word, and what God is doing and what he's done already did in your heart, yeah. you'll, you'll be rooted, you'll be plucked up, you'll, you'll, you'll be cast around every time. Yeah, that's right. You'll get offended, you'll get hurt. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what, but here's the thing, the devil is working overtime because he's, he's trying to uproot you and get you out of what he has for you and I. Come on, amen. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. It says the power of God that we should see evidence of God. Come on, it, took, it takes power. That, 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 who, who are we supposed to connect? What does the scripture say? It says here, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in what? The power of God. Yeah. But what God has already done in your life. Yeah. He's healed you. Yeah. He's delivered you. He set you free. Good. He's given you your mind back. He's given you peace. Yes. Amen. Come on. Come on. Amen. Come on, you got to stay steady and get some peace. Yeah. People aren't steady and they lose their peace yeah. or they lose their peace and they're just become unsteady. Yeah. They become unsteady. They become unstable yeah. because their minds are fixed on man. Yeah. And as long as your mind and your heart is fixed on man, you will always be let down. Yeah. I remember one pastor over the years, he used to say, don't look to don't look to us. Yeah. Keep your eye on God. Yeah. Uh, Smith Wiggleworth proved that Smith Wiggleworth, who was in the middle of a miracle that was taking place. He said, they asked Br Brother Smith, why did the miracle work? Why, when we prayed, did nothing happen? But when you prayed, what, what was the difference between us praying and you praying? Yeah. He says, the difference is when you were praying, you were all looking at the person. The difference between you and me is, well, I, I was praying. I wasn't praying. I, I kept my eyes on God the whole entire time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? That's why miracles aren't happening. Yeah. That's why miracles don't set. Because one, people are always, their eyes are always on the man. You hear what I'm saying? Their eyes are on the man. They should be when they should be looking into the Lord. Yeah, that's right. They come to church. They look, they're waiting to hear what the man of God says. And, and rightly so, because the man of God has got his, he's, he's part of their divine, uh, that part of that, uh, what do you call it, that uh, visitation. He's part of that visitation. But everything you should, everything he says should be pointing back to Jesus. Everything he should do is be pointing back to God about what God's doing and his power and what he's already done in your life. Because he's done a lot in your life. He's healed you. He's delivered you. Not one time. Not two times. Not multiple times. And, and there's so many times that you don't even see half of what he's already done for you. You didn't even see what it took to, to get the divine setup going. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because yeah. there's divine setups. God's always setting you up and moving you into someplace more. Right. You have a plan. God's have a plan. Yeah. But all you need to do is just look and see what he's doing and look to the power that God has already done. Yeah. He's already provided. And he's, he, as long as you stay connected, as long as you stay plugged in, God's going to continue to do more. Amen. 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 Good. 
So keep our eyes on it. Over the years, we've seen people, like I said, we've seen people go. You know, and, and here's the thing, rooted and grounded. Rooted and grounded in what? Rooted and grounded in what? In him. When you're rooted and grounded, it implies that you're planted. It implies that you're implanted. You're not, a, you're not in pot ministry. You hear what I'm saying? You're not, you're not in pot ministry. Well, what are you saying, Pastor? Well, you're not planted in a pot where you're moving all over the place. God, God wants some of us young believers not to be pot, potted. He wants us to be rooted, grounded. We're going back. We're re-listening to the messages that we've heard because we know that within the message we can miss things. We know that in the word that we can keep our eyes on Jesus. You know, it's over in Joshua 1.8, he says, uh, meditate therein day and night so that your way may become what? Prosperous, right? Yeah. Well, that's important yeah. because every time you listen to the word while you're driving or when you're at home or when you're reading the word, you're meditating on the word. And as you're meditating, you're repeating what's going on over in Psalms 91. He says, David said this of the Lord. I will say of my God. Boy, he's talking, and then he talks about all he goes. I will live in the under the shadow of the God almighty. Right. He's talking about living on the shadow. Then he starts talking about though 5,000 fall at my right, 10,000 near my, 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 my 10,000 on my right, uh, uh, 5,000 on my left. It shall not come near my dwelling. But notice what he says. I will say yes. of the Lord. Yes. Yes. Amen. In other words, he even understands that nothing takes place unless you say. Yeah. Come on. Where did he learn that? Well, he got saucy and sassy with with what, what we would like to call a Goliath. Yeah. He talked back. He just didn't sit there and take it. I'm sure everybody was sitting there. Everybody was just, their boots were shaking. But he just made a decision to speak unto Goliath. Your Goliath will not move until you say something. Those things that resist you, those things that stand in your way will continue to stand there. They don't move just because you you say, well, just think about them moving. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? The Bible has so much to say about what we say. How we talk, how we self-talk. You you don't tell me that you're a good Christian and you're, I'm a good Christian. I go to church. I I go to the river church or, or, or someone here goes to the river church. I heard them in the parking lot. They were cussing. Well, just because they go to the river church don't mean they, they got their mind renewed yet. People are looking around. Who's cussing? (laughs) Well, ain't nobody here cussing, but I will say, I, I will say this to you and I. But our words, our words need to line up and reflect what God is doing in our hearts. It ought to reflect of what he's doing in our hearts, because your words are proof of what he's of his power working in your life. It's evidence and it's evident of whether or not you are getting what you say. Well, I don't necessarily believe all this. What you say makes a difference. Oh, you're you're right. you're, You're getting exactly what you say. You get, even if you say, I don't believe it, I'm not sure, you're going to get more of that. Yeah. And that's why you have to really, really get down and capture every thought. Yeah. Capture every thought yeah. to the obedience yeah. of Christ. Right. Every thought. The Bible talks about capturing every thought. Yes. How do you do that? You don't, you, by speaking. Yeah. I've caught myself thinking things while I'm driving. Uh-huh. You know, it's amazing when you're out there and people get in front of you and they pull that slow truck in front of you, right? <laughs> Just start regulating. Start paying attention to how you talk yeah. when you drive, yeah. or when you're in the grocery store, standing in line. Uh-huh. Pay attention when you're at the restaurant and the server's coming out. Yeah. And you become a, all of a sudden you beca- decide that you're going to become a, 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 a restaurant critic. Yeah. 
Think about what you're saying. Think about self. Start start taking stock of how you live and how you self-talk every day. You know what's amazing is, it's amazing is some uh, groups will be against uh, talking. Or you are what are you saying? You blabbing and grabbing. Yet the business world understands that this way of self-talk is very important. The business world recognizes this. Even groups recognize it. And you know know what it is? They're not even Bible-believing people. They understand. You know what they call it? They call it a self-fulfilling prophecy. And they use a biblical term unaware of what they're doing. Yet they recognize. They recognize that the way you talk is going to reflect in the way you do business. The business world, not the Christian world, not the one debating it. The the, the business world understands this. And I'm telling you, there are biblical implications, biblical principles that take place when a person decides to do what's biblically principled. It'll even work for the unbeliever. Why? Because the unbeliever grasps and comprehends that what he says will play indeed a definite role in his his or her life. Well, I tell you, man, the more you start to understand the importance of the words, the more you start changing how you speak to others. The more you start listening to what you say and how you say it, the more you change the way you speak, how you speak, the way you commit yourself with your words. You you hear about how you commit with your words. You just don't commit without thinking about the commitment behind the words. You you just you just don't go, well, sister, so I'm going to do this and not do it. Once you say it, you're committed to it. We're committed to what we say. I'm telling you, and and times there's going to be times where the devil's just fighting you. He's going to get in your grill. Uh I mean, he he did it with Jesus. He did it with Jesus in Luke chapter four. Uh What you think this was just? He was just going to lay down. Okay, go ahead and do what you're going to do. No, he had to. Jesus had to be proven out first with the word that was already in his heart. He had no power. Jesus had no power until he he faced Gethsemane. None. He never he until he got to the he until he went to the wilderness he, he there was no power there was no nothing recorded after that until after he came out and what was he tried with the word yeah. are you the son of God huh yeah. did he not go through all those tempta- temptations yeah. and what did he do with every temptation yeah. he answered back he answered back right. and we know he answered back yeah. and we know what what happened when he left when he left he left the garden. After being, t- he, the Bible says he left with power. His power wasn't in his own ability. The Bible says his power came from God. He says, I only do what I hear my father. I only do what I see my father do. I only say what I hear my father say. Well, these things are important. In other words, we're, we've got to be careful that we're just not doing what we want to do. Or saying whatever we want to say. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. What are we saying? Uh-huh. What are we doing? What, is, what are we saying and what we're doing? Is it creating a steadiness and peace in us? Because steadiness and peace is a big thing. Yeah. If, you're, if you become steady, there becomes peace in your life. Yeah. And if you have peace in life, it's a, it's, it is a reflection of the steadiness in which you live. And they will, they will, the two will never happen apart from one another. They must transpire. 
steadiness of mind, knowing how to speak right, say the right thing, being conscious of how you speak. Well, I'm going to be there tomorrow and not show up. I'm going to go with you this next week and not be there. I'm going to apply for that job. I'm going to do this and not do it. That's not being a doer of your word. The Bible says to swear unto your own hurt. That means if you've given your word, you do it. That means you do it. Who, who, who put the standard out there? The Lord did. The Lord put that in there for you. Why did he put that? Because he knew it would bring steadiness and it would be, be, bring peace and it would help you. It would help you. And your words are so important. So they're so important because God has, God has a plan for your life. And over in Proverbs 18, 20, remember what he said? He says a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. Come on, satisfied. How many of you are satisfied where you're at with your words? Not everybody. Can we grow in this? Can we mature in this? Absolutely. James says that we ought to grow and mature in these things. Hear what I'm saying? So we ought to be growing and maturing. Who are we talking to? How are we talking to? How, again, going back to self-talk. Or talking to the wrong thing. Or talking to the person that's in the room that's not even there. Entertaining the wrong spirit that's in there. Talking to the wrong... That's why people get to lose their minds. They get, they get something they see and they start talking to it. And it's not even there. And people say, that ain't even there. And what do they do? They keep entertaining it. They keep, what do they do? They keep talking back to it. How does, and some people get delivered of that. How do they get delivered? They get told, you don't, can't be talking to those things. You can't be entertaining these things. Yeah. You can't, what are you doing? You're shifting, you, can, you have to shift your focus away from these things. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's a, lot of, there's a lot of religious groups, they'll just catch one thing. They don't want to hear anything about, they'll just talk about, oh, you know, t- self-talk is so important, right? But they'll ignore Jesus. Yeah. That's the wisdom of men. That's how people get into Scientology or that's like, what is it? Uh, positive thinking. What's the other group? I forget the other group. I, I'm not going to even mention the group. But, you know, they, they get into groups where they just take one snippet of the belief system and they build, that's how they build their, their church or their religious group. All it is is just a rip off of what God has already done, but, but, but move, removing God out of it. Do you hear what I'm saying? Christian science. That's here you go. They remove Jesus. Jesus is the forefront. It's not the wisdom of men. It's the wisdom of God. That's it's right. the power of God. That's right. It's not our own. It's him. That's right. yeah. He's always in the forefront. Yes. Amen. He has to be in the forefront. Yeah. If you don't, you'll always get in trouble. And the fruit of your lips, how you speak. Are you speaking to the wrong spirit? Or are you speaking to the right spirit? Are you speaking to God? Are you being directed? Are you allowing yourself to forgive and saying, I can't forgive? Well, you've got to put that out of your mouth. Yeah. You've got to say, I can forgive. Yes. And, and say, how do you begin to forgive? For, forgive and forget it. Yes. How do you let go? You let it go. Yes. H- how do you say, how do you accept your healing? I thank you, Father. The same way I got, I got, I got born again is the same way I got healed. That's right. And so you start believing, I'm healed. That's right. The same way I got saved. Yes. You start talking that way and you start making the transitions. Yes. You'll start walking more in faith. Right. You'll start trusting God. Yes you'll start to be able to move with the things of the Spirit and not be afraid of the things of the Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Too many people are afraid of, afraid of the things of the Spirit because they don't understand the things of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And because of the way they've maybe heard things negatively spoken about or said. Right. 
that don't line up with the word. <coughs> like if you read the scriptures, nowhere does it talk about, about a man being celibate all his life. And that, that, that's the only way to serve God. You can only serve God through being celibate. You find me a scripture that says the only way you can serve God is being celibate. There's no scriptures. Can you imagine? You'd be living your whole life and not having getting married because you, again, looking to the wisdom of men. Looking to the wisdom of men, rather than looking to what the scriptures actually say. Yeah. That it says the Bible finds a wife, finds a wife, obtains favor from God. Yeah. He, he obtains victory from God. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Lord. How many know prosperity just doesn't happen, just doesn't happen, um, um, doesn't just happen externally. Yeah. It happens internally in the heart. Right. It starts in your heart. And it's released from your mouth. Yes. You have to agree with the word of God. That's right. yeah. See, the only way you're ever going to prosper is first in your heart. Mm-hmm. That's how you prosper out here. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be prosperous. You have to have some basic foundational things already on the yeah. inside of you. Yeah. You can come from a good home. You can be trained well in lots of things. But if you're not trained well in God, you're always going to be missing the missing ingredient. Yeah. That's the missing ingredient. It's sort of like making soup with no salt. He is the salt of the world. He is the salt. He makes everything better. Everything better. Where there's no flavor, he's the salt of it. Have you ever had a steak with no salt? You're like, what's the point? Really, there's no point. There's only a point in a steak without salt or pepper. Or you don't need pepper, but you can't have it without salt, man. You, I'm telling you. And if you're eating steak without salt, you a different breed. I'm just telling you, you a different breed. Come on. So here's the thing. Here's a great way to locate yourself by paying attention about how you speak and how others around you speak. Yeah. That's how you find. And, 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 and Kenneth Hagin used to say that he, he, he would talk to somebody. He want to locate them spiritually. And you can tell. You can tell how people talk about, how, about the way they speak. How are you doing? What do you need prayer for? Well, you know. And they'll, they'll come to, for a prayer for, for their situation. He goes, well, you know, I got my, my angina, my, my, my whatever. And they just say, it's mine. They call it my, my, uh, my gout or my, my rheumatoid. I, got, I need prayer for my rheumatoid arthritis. He goes, it happened back, way back there. And, you know, ever since then, I just, and they just start giving you the whole medical breakdown. Or I got this rare disease. It happened, some, you know, and only one in 20. And they wear it like a badge of honor. And they just repeat it. And they rehearse it out loud out of their mouth. Well, what's their faith in? What, what, what is theirs? They say, it's my angina. They, they call it, it's my heart problem. It's I, my gout. What are they doing? They're claiming it with their words. They're picking it up and saying it's theirs. Yeah. It's not theirs. No. The devil has, has create, he creates this pattern in your life. Uh-huh. <clears throat> How he does it is you're sitting there and he says, man, he won't even say, go, he won't say, look, he goes, you have a heart. He ain't going to talk to you. He's going to talk to you as if it's you talking to you. Mm-hmm. He goes, boy, I wish we could. He's telling like, he's saying it like you and you don't even know he's there. Yeah. He's throwing these little darts at you. That's right. He says, man, I don't think we're ever going to get a job. Man, I, I don't think I'm, a, I'm ever going to make it. And he throws out there and you're like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't think I'm ever going to. And so you say it out loud. I'm never going to make it. Yeah. What's he doing? Uh-huh. He goes, man, he goes, this, this, this situation is never, man, this situation is never going to change. They're never going to do. And next thing you know, you're saying the same thing. Yeah. What's he doing? He's swapping. He's throwing out thoughts. Yeah. He's, he's supplanting your way of thinking with his way of thinking. Yeah. 
Because that's what happened to him. Yeah, he goes, I don't think we're ever going to make it. You're right. We ain't ever going to make it. Yeah. He knows he ain't going to make it. Yeah, that's right. He knows he ain't going to make right. it. That's right. That's right. What's he doing? Yeah. He's throwing out his own thoughts and, he, and you're just, and he's just saying it out loud to you. And you're repeating those same thoughts he's saying out, and you're doing it out loud. Yeah. What's the plan? To bring you down. Because yeah. he can't bring you down with nothing. He can only bring you down with what you say. You hear what I'm saying? And people talk, talk, self, talk, doubt self all the time. All the time. Oh man, there's no money in this town. There ain't no money in Portable. Dude, there's money everywhere you go. Everywhere you go, there's money. Everywhere you go, you, you got to start changing the way you talk about your financial situation. Quit talking like you're losing all the time. Well, I don't know if I can afford to tithe. Says who? Where did you get that thought? I'm sure the devil's sitting there. I don't think we could ever afford to tithe. You can tell what people believe about their how, about their finances. You just ask them, how, how's your finances doing? Well, we're doing okay. We're just you know just getting by. Do you hear that? It's a swap of the devil. Just getting by. When God says, I, I will do exceedingly abundantly above more than what you could ask or think. Come on. He says, if you ask me of, of, of something, would I give you a serpent? He says, no. If you ask something good of me, I will give you something better. That's how he rolls. That's how he operates. He goes exceedingly abundantly above more than what you could ever ask or think. But it requires you asking. It requires you talking. It requires you coming to the Father. He says, if you're going to, if you ask, Jesus says, if you want anything from the Father, come and ask in what? My name. So we got to ask ourselves, how are we talking? It's it's, it's funny about that. It's it's in the little details that the devil gets you. It's always in the little details. He's always trying to build his case against you. He goes, they don't really believe it. Brother Copeland was asked this, uh, Brother Copeland, Brother, Brother, Brother Hagen was asked this question because is can someone who's in a coma state be delivered out of that coma state? He says it depends. Depends on how they were talking leading up to that situation. What were their last words before they got in there? But more important, it's more than just your last words. How are you talking now? Is he your healer now? I mean, because you hear goes, well, one day, God's we're going to have a revival here. Why one day? Why not? We are already in revival right now. Not one day. We already in it. The devil would have you swap. One day revival is going to happen in this church. Back when we had revival then, but one day we're going to have it again. No, we're having it now. It's all. See, you got to be real. He's always swapping. He's he's always trying to get you to, to, to talk differently in opposition of what God has planned for you. And God wants more for us. He wants more for us. He wants more for you. He wants you healed. He wants you whole. How's your body doing? I'm the healed and the whole. What are you, what's, what's going on? You look a little different. I'm fighting the good fight of faith. And good news is I'm on the other side. I always win. <laughs> you don't have to lie. You just say, I'm, I'm winning the fight of faith. So what I'm doing. I'm getting on the other side. Think about what you say when you say it. And think about what you've been saying. 
How, how about your finances? About your health? About how is your children doing? They could be serving the devil. How are, your, how are they doing? Well, according to God's word, I've trained them up in the way they should go. And when they get old, they shall not depart. I thank you, Father. They walk with God. They talk with God. They have great relationships. I put so much seed on the inside of them. I demand a harvest on my seed. I'm a tither. I'm a giver. My God, my God shall take care of me and my kids. Even when they're making dumb decisions, even when they're doing goofy things, you say, my child shall serve God. Come on. They will. Why? Because they've been in the right place. You, you dragged them to church. You didn't let them stay home and make a decision about whether they should go to church or not. No, you're going to church because that's where the blessing's at. Come on. You got you come. We're going to church so we can hear from God. Bless God. And what are we doing? We're maturing it. Come on. Maturing and continually walking in maturity. If you're not mature with your words, don't worry. You're going to get there. Say, I'm getting there. I'm getting there with my words. I'm making the adjustments. I'm speaking right. Come on. I'm closing those negative doors where I've opened my mouth and said the wrong things. I'm not talking wrong anymore. Talk, talking the wrong way anymore. Right. Well, brother, that's being legalistic. Well, if that's being legalistic, you ought to read the New Testament because the New Testament has a lot to say about how you talk. That's right. Amen. You hear people, oh, that's just legalism. Really? Yeah. Being set free by your own mouth is legalism? Yeah. You having the keys in your mouth to, to either bind and loose? Come on. Yeah. Come on. The Bible talks about you binding and loosing. Yeah. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed. So you have a potential. Obviously, the Lord says you have a lot more power than what you realize. Come on. Thank God you're just not getting everything you say. Come on. Come on. Think about it in the natural. Well, that just about killed me. I I just died. How's your how how's your how's your months? I'll bet sometimes I just have more more month than I have money. Ha ha ha. Right. Well, really, no, I live on the abundant side. I think you have a plethora of money. I thank you, Father. I, I, have, I have what's called a Jericho roll, uh, roll in my pocket. Does anybody know what a Jericho roll is in your pocket? Yeah. Well, let me introduce you to what a Jericho roll is in your pocket. By faith. I'm going to pull out. It's called a big wad of $100 bills. And they're all hundreds. And that's your Jericho roll. So what do you, when, you, what, when do you have it when you need it? For every good work. For every good work. Oh, you want to go to a Bible, Bible school uh, camp? Send the kids to camp? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. What, the pastor needs something? Yeah, let's just do that. Yeah. And, there, and you have such a role, you don't even care because it's, it's all there. Yeah. Okay. You have enough. Yeah. And you're not talking like someone broke. That's right. That's right. People, you ever just know there's a pattern the way broke people talk. There's a, can't afford it, I'm not sure we're going to make it. I don't know. Mama, can, you know, and always tell me, well, we just, we don't have enough. And, and, putting the, and putting the poor way of talking even in their kids. And so the kids live with this identity crisis, and, and they don't even know how to prosper. Yeah. Come on. Come on. They don't even know how to prosper. They just know how broke talks. Because yeah. bro, broke talks a certain way. Yeah. You're at the restaurant, can we get this? No, it's too much money. Yeah. You talk broke. You got eight Tupperware, or not Tupperware, you got, what do you call those, uh, those uh, butter things? That you, 
No, not, yeah, the margarine, the, old but, the butter, the one. The margarine containers. And you're saving your margarine containers. In case there's a post-apocalyptic event that takes place, and you're prepared. Because you've got to make sure you've got all those uh, crocker, those crocker containers. Because, you know, you've got to put a place for your cereal at. They do make great cereal bowls. I'm not lying about that. But you got 20 of them? It's time to raise your vision. I, I went into so, so some, oh, we were in Fresno. I saw a really beautiful bowl. I said, that's a big bowl. I go, man, that would make a great cereal bowl. And everybody would know it's mine. It was ornate. It was beautiful, hand-painted. It was, I don't know, wet some nice place. It was like, I, I didn't even look at the price. I go, I think I'm going to get that later on for a, for a, for a cereal bowl. I'm, gonna, I'm contemplating. I'm contemplating. I got distracted because she was getting her hair done. I said, I wouldn't spend any money. when Don't spend any money when I'm going. you always going out there buying stuff. And I looked around. And I looked around. I couldn't find anything I liked anyway. So I'm like, I, I couldn't violate that rule that day. I couldn't violate that. Even if someone tells you you can't do something, make sure I'm going to violate that today. I ain't going to tell anybody and tell me I can't do nothing. That, that, that's, that's code for go do it. I understand that code. Praise the Lord. Come on. Let's open our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27. Come on. We're helping each other. See, we're helping. See, we're getting our help today. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27 says, Give neither place to the devil. He says, let him that stole steal no more, but rather him labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good, that may he may, that, so that he may have, so that you may have, so that you can give to those who need it. Boy, don't you just love when God says something? But you know, I always think it's funny, he don't leave you alone with that. He didn't just stop there. Because this is important. He says, don't give, neither give place to the devil, right? How are you giving place to the devil? Verse 29 tells us. He says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good and useful and edifying, that with that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. And then he says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Come on, you hear what I'm saying? And wrong talking is what most people are doing. They're letting wrong, they're letting corrupt communication. You weren't designed for your mouth to be a bucket. Your mouth is not a trash receptacle. Your mouth was designed by God to bring and bring to pass the very promises of God that God placed on the inside of you. Predestined. Already aside, your mouth has already been set aside with a predestination plan to help carry you into your destiny, to your future. To the anointing of God on your life. And it can't happen if you're double talking. Do you hear what I'm saying? Can I get an amen out there? Come on, because God is God wants to do something, but He can't do something if you're not letting the right thing out. Come on, we're walking in victory this year. Getting on top of some things. So you're when you're at the when you're at the place, you know, and let's say here in the natural, let's say you are struggling financially. So what do you say? Well, right now it may not be wise, but one day yeah. I'm gonna come back here and I'm gonna be one paying for the meal. Yeah. 
And I'm not going to say, can I get, you know, Ethan used to test me on this. Daddy, can I, I'm going to, he start, I, I order a steak. And next time he's ordering a steak. Or he's ordering whatever he wants to order. Yeah. He's just letting her fly. And I'm just, I ain't saying nothing. Why? Because wisdom says this. I'm trusting in the things of God. Yeah. My God's going to take care of me. He's going to take care of me. He's going to put the right food in my mouth. He's always done it. He always will. He's he's putting the right people to train me with the right job so that I can prosper in whatever it is I do. I may not have know know something, but I'm going to learn how to do it now. I remember one year I decided I was going to start making, I was going to, I I, I didn't like not not, not like having money. I didn't like it. I just said, I'm going to go off some money. I was like 10, 11 years old. Grab my dad's lawnmower. What are you doing? I started asking, hey, I'm over your front in your backyard for t- uh, 10 bucks here, 10 bucks here, and I'll trim it and everything, clean it up and everything. And they're like, or, or it was like $15. It was something crazy. You do that, 15 bucks? You're doing it for 30. You're doing that in 1980? You've made 50 bucks, 15 bucks in an hour. Ain't nobody making 15 bucks an hour in Porterville at that, in, in the 80s. Everybody was making minimum wage, which was 375 <laughs> One hour work, 15 bucks, untaxed. Come on, baby. Make it rain, daddy. Make it rain. And then I go to the next week, can I mow your lawn? And before you know it, I remember one time I had like a, a 75, 80 bucks on my hand. And my dad goes, where'd you get all that money? I'm mowing lawns. He goes, I need to charge you for that lawnmower. <laughs> True story. He told me, I need to charge you for that lawnmower. Because I was just, I was just. I, one day I had a whole lot of money. I was in junior high. I took that out. <laughs> Kicked it out. Daddy's got some money. Right? So there's money is always out there. There's always opportunity out there. Whether you're mowing a lawn, buying a car, flipping a car, going out and flipping a car, going next thing out. I'm 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 or flipping furniture, buying a piece of furniture, flipping that. Come on. There's money everywhere. It's whether or not you're willing to, to make a movement on something. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. But you can't. If you're talking down about yourself, I don't ever have ideas, and you're just waiting for an idea to come, you'll never get it. Because yeah. the devil will be sitting there, man, we don't have any ideas. You're right. I wish I had an idea. And, he's a, and he'll say, I wish I had an idea. And he'll, you'll be repeating. You'll be, you'll be his little puppet. All you're doing is repeating what he says. No, I know what to do. I know where to go. I know how to make money. I know how to be sincere. I know how to be healed. I know how to be delivered. I know how to say in this mountain, be thou removed, be cast into the sea. Come on, I'm not letting corrupt communication come out of my mouth when I'm driving. I wish that person would drive faster. Who do they think they are just pulling out in front of somebody? Man, these people in here in this town don't know how to drive. I mean, boy, you could, I mean, and and then it bleeds into other things. Then you, you, you leave, you leave your driving to all talking all ugly. Then you go into the, then you go into the grocery store and you talk ugly. Then you go to the restaurant and you talk ugly. Uh-huh. Look at these restaurants. Look at the, the, this waitress. Boy, she is lazy. Look at her just taking her sweet time. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You ain't no critic. Yeah. <laughs> My standards are here. But you live here. But your standards are here. Quit acting like you, you here when you haven't gotten there yet. And then if you were there, don't even act like you're there. Yeah. Walk in love. Walk in grace. Let your mouth be seasoned with grace. That's right. That's right. It's, it's, it's God's mercy. You don't have everything that you say. Yeah, right. God's mercy. Yes. Amen. Thank God you heard the right messages that delivered you. Yes. That got you to where you needed to be. Yes. Be thankful. Yes. Come on. Yeah. 
Be thankful that you got the job that God gave you. Quit acting like you got it because you eat all that in a bag of chips. That may be true. Maybe you were all that in a bag of chips. But next, day, next week, you could be yesterday's flavor. One day they like Doritos, but now they like Fritos. Now they like flaming Hot Frito, uh, Cheetos. I'm telling you, people's, people's flavors change. But if you're, but if you're steady, uh-oh. But if you're steady and, and, and on it, Come on. If you're steady and on it, you'll prosper. You'll prosper. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Say praise God. I'm moving up, moving in. I'm living right. I'm talking right. I'm getting my words right. And here's the thing. I want to encourage you on this. I really encourage you on this. If you're not talking right right now. And, and it's been an issue. And you've, you can almost feel like, like even the devil's like, man, this is hard. I can't do this. He'll even tell you, oh, man, like we can't, I can't do this. This is hard. Yeah. You can do it. That's right. You can. That's right. You will do it. That's right. And it's, it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. Yeah. But what it, record, it starts is, is when you just start noticing it. Yeah. Pay attention. Uh-huh. Pay attention. And start making movement on it. Good. Just start making movement. Yeah. And, and you're going to catch yourself a lot. You may get frustrated. Well, here's how he's going to work. Oh, man, this week he's going to tell you, come on. Oh, man, we can't do this. And you're going to be like, oh, I can't do this. Yeah. Right? What's he doing? Trying to get again. Trying to get in your mouth. Yeah. He's trying to get in your mouth. Yeah. Come on. How does it begin to change? I can, you shut up, devil. You're a liar. That's right. That's right. Come on. Sometimes you got to pull yourself out there. No, I'm going to hear right. I'm going to start hearing right and That's thinking right. right about how I hear. That's right. That's right. I can do this. That's right. And you start catching yourself on the little things. Yeah. It'll grow up into the bigger things. Yeah. And God's, God's not going to just pour it up on top of you and then and you have to do it now. Yeah. Or oh, this is the biggest one the devil likes. You got to do it now. You, you, you got to do it now. You, you, he'll start pushing. Oh, no, you're talking wrong. Oh, no, look at you. See, you made a mistake. Like he's the, the last one that should be talking. You need to say, you need to shut your mouth. I'm getting on top of this. You shut your mouth. I'm doing it. You need to shut your mouth. You have no say in this situation. I'm growing and developing in the things of God. And I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. That's right. Amen. And you will get there. Right. Bless God, you are going to get That's there. Right. You will get there. Right. And before you know it, you don't look down on people when they talk funky. Yeah. That's right. You don't look down and be like, look at me, I'm all holy in that. Look, you remember where you were at. Yeah. You That's remember right. where you came from. That's right. Amen. Especially when you're living in your house. You remember yeah. that you weren't all that in a bag of chips when you first started. That's right. But the only thing that made you look good was Christ inside of you. That's right. The hope of your glory. That's right. Amen. Amen. Say, I am a believer. My heart is on God. It's on his power, his wisdom. I love Pastor Marcus, but it's not on him. He's sure he's good looking. Who, 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 he's finer than seven sons. Don't, have, don't say that. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you start talking right. Start believing right. And you will walk into more. You will become what you believe and what you hope for. God will give you the better life that you've always wanted. He will. He'll give you the better life because you're worthy of it. You're so worthy. He shed his blood for you to make sure that it was worthy. Come on. How many of you got blessed this morning? Come on. We got blessed. We got blessed. We got blessed because our eyes, our eyes were not on him, on us. Our eyes were on him. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Bless God. Well, this morning we want to make sure that